Hello, hello, hello. My name is Phyllis Y. Whitley. If you have been spiritually victimized or traumatized, welcome to Spiritology Live, where my number one Amazon bestseller book I bring to life. Each episode will be a raw, spiritual, metaphysical, and holistic space of consciousness for self-healing as you learn how to break your religious shackles so you can master and manifest your promised land within today. Let's go. Hi, everybody. Yes, I am so happy to be here. I am thankful. I am blessed. And thank you for all of you who have been standing by me. And some of you have told me that you go back and you listen to the other podcasts, my other episodes. And I encourage all of you to do that because you're getting a little bit of dessert here and there. It's just like similar to when you read the Bible and you say, you know, I read that scripture five times and got different meanings. Well, when somebody's giving you dessert that is really revelation, you're going to go back depending upon what level you are in your consciousness or your mind, and you're going to get different meanings. Okay, so um, that's why God said go out there and preach the good news, the gospel, because he wants you to allow the words that's going into your five senses to be literally seeds that grow into your harvest. Now, last week we talked about changing your church clothes and we spoke about, you know, looking on the outside, how people uh, supposedly church people will uh, condemn you and judge you about what you have, especially if you walk into church and you really want to know God, which a lot of people need to know uh, their higher spirit or that there is another realm of uh, the spiritual realm that they can reach And they walk into the church and they get condemned or they look at them and say, oh, you're not dressed holier than thou. And then they give you the perceptions that you're supposed to look a certain way. Being spiritual, having a relationship with God, you have to walk a certain way. You got to carry the big Bible. You got to be the deacon that's standing by the pulpit. And when the preachers say pray, you just give this long prayer and and is real prayer that manifests. Yes, real prayer that manifests. It is so many people I have heard around the world that I have talked to via phone or chat. And one of their biggest problems, believers or non-believers, is that I, I, they, you know, they say, my prayers are unanswered. Why? So let's dive into this. And I'm going to go and I'm going to get some of the words from the manufacturer and the highest source. And I'm going to kind of break it down for you. When you finish listening to this, you're going to say, okay, now I got it. Okay. Let's start with Matthews 23, 14. And I'm reading for the New King James Version. Depends on what ones you have. I encourage you to look at three different ones and that way you can understand, you know, King James is going to be kind of speaking to, you know, you in one way. And then when you go up and you get the other versions, it'll give you more like that. It'll make it plainer to this day. Now, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows, houses, and for a pretense make long prayers. Therefore, you will receive greater condemnation. 
Yes, that's in the New Testament. I know y'all said I never heard of that. This is what happens when you deal with me. You got to open up your Bible. And this is what Jesus was saying. He was talking to the religious shackles. No, 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 no. Don't you dare say, well, that was then, this is now. Really? You don't see people in your church, the deacon that carried a real big Bible for everybody to see? You don't have that sister who's always in the church and she's dressed from her head to her toe. And when you walk in there, she look at you like, you are not God, of God. You are not near God. You are nothing. Do you understand what I'm saying? I talked about that last week. They judge you by what you're wearing. If you walk up in the church and you got on booty shorts, you know, they will look at you so sideways. And you know what? I don't want to hem and hum on here. But people have been through this. Well, Miss P, I mean, don't they got sense enough to, you know, take off the booty shorts? Hey, suppose that's all they really have. Suppose it's hot out there. Suppose they was walking around and they just left their little bobo house and they know they've been used and abused, maybe that night, and they just want a piece of Jesus. They just want a piece of God. And they look and see a building open and they go walk in there. I mean, do you really think they got time to say, okay, I didn't know, you know, my that I had on a miniskirt? Did you ever realize there's a possibility that they don't really have any clothes but whore clothes? And I hate to say it like that. What you would say a whore clothes, what I'm saying is they wearing clothes that was appealing to that man that they really wanted. So their mind was only feeding the flesh. So therefore, they're not going to look at what you think is normal. It's just like tattoo. I got some tattoos. And I know now you can go into a church and you see some of the pastors with tattoos all the way up to their face. And you know what they, it was a time where you had to hide your tattoos. You understand what I'm saying? Because they looking at you and saying the way you know, no, no, you don't know God. But let me tell you something. The girl that got on the booty shorts, the girl that's walking in there with a miniskirt on, she probably know more God than you ever had known or will know. The reason why I read that particular scripture is because God was literally laying them out. That New Testament is about God going about the Father business and doing miracles and showing people the good news and teaching his disciples and preparing them. They It's really about what you're supposed to be doing. I don't care if you're not in the pulpit, wherever you at, even as a manager, you have to be leading the people to your vision, to your goal. And that should be something good. That should be something that will prosper the whole circle, the whole tribe, the whole company. It's the same way the way Jesus was out there showing you. These things that you need to do to succeed and to manifest things is setting right in the manuscript. God manuscript. You think I'm playing? Go read the book of Proverbs. We're not going to talk about that. Basically, what's going on is they hypocrites. Don't be fooled by that man standing up there praying and praying. I never forget I was at a job and I went into the bathroom. I had to go to the bathroom and somebody was praying for another woman. And I think it was three of them. And she prayed and she prayed and she bind up every enemy out there. You know, I just walked past, went into the you know bathroom, came out. And I just said to myself, did it take all of that? And then every time I seen the girl that was being prayed for, 
at that time, she looked like she was just walking a walking zombie. And then the one who did the prayer, I guess that's where she would take them. That was her little pulpit. I have nothing against that if somebody need prayer. But you have to know where you're at and, where, and what your environment is. You have to respect other people's property. That's not your property. You understand? So if you really feel that you got the calling and you're an evangelist and you need to pray for everybody and lay hands on everybody, go get your team. Go get your building. Go get your platform. But respect other people. You understand what I'm saying? That's what the Pharisees and Sadducees, that religious seed, and if you know me, that's what I'm talking about, that seed that grows and is still here. And what happened is people are still doing that today. Don't tell me, well, Miss P, I mean, I don't know what you do. Yes, they are. People are doing that today. That seed is out there today. And you think, I have to pray these long prayers. Then you see people go to the altar and they're crying and they're falling out. I have nothing against that, but not every Sunday, not every Saturday, not every Wednesday. You go for Bible study and you just hollering in the back. You know why? The pastor just don't know. He don't know. The pastor look up and he see this long line and he think, oh my goodness, I am anointed. No, don't you know that some of the people are on the line because they want to stand up and they want everybody to see their outfit? Hello? And the pastor thinking, wow, wow, I'm doing something good. And majority of them get up there because they want a word from God. And you have no gift beyond preaching. You're not a prophet because you can tell anybody you know, you, you know, you're going to you prosper tomorrow. I mean, you can tell anybody that. The lack of the prophets in the church, people need to hear that word. But don't be fooled, pastors, and I know y'all listening, by the fact that you got a lot of people on your line. If anything, you need to go back into your prayer closet and ask God, why do I got all these people on my line. You know why? Because their prayers are not being answered. And they should not be up there every Sunday. You need to teach a class. You need to call me and I'll come down to your church and I'll teach them what prayer is about. Unanswered prayer. They don't know how to pray. The power of God is not at the pulpit. Okay, that might be the power of God in the pulpit at for the pastor, for the priest. For that prophet that's standing up there. But when you go to church, you should be learning. You should be fellowshipping, but you should be learning. The pastor, your spiritual leader should be giving you tools, a toolbox that you walk away and you say, you know what? I got this. And then you go practice. One day in church, two days in church is not compared to seven days being in your household. You leave the church. Then you know when you go home, your home is like a zoo, a carnival, a jungle. Kids out of control, your wife out of control, your husband is out of control. That's why, that's why they be up there crying. And then a lot of y'all get up there and cry because you know Friday and Saturday, you was all over the place with all over everybody. Hello? And then you get up there Sunday and say, oh, forgive me. Let me tell you something. One thing, I can't give you all of, all of me here, but I'm going to tell you something begging and hollering and standing at the church. And even if you don't holler, just crying and crying and crying and crying at the altar. It's people, I have seen it where the pastor started preaching and they literally had to leave the lady sitting there, laying on the floor, 
Someone should have been in charge to take her and take her in the back. I'm not saying some people life is so hard that they can't. They just saying, you know, but you got all these people. Whether it's a mega church or whatever, standing up there and looking and saying, what's going on with sister so-and-so? What's going on with brother so-and-so? You know why they're doing that? Because they can't understand why you are laid out, why you're just crying. And it's all right when you're trying to really find out who God is. But, you know, instead of laughing at that person need to be taken to the back and somebody need to sit back and not only witness to them, but they need to talk to them and they need to listen. What is going on in your life? When you got a brother or sister in the church, pastors, and every Sunday they are falling out or they are doing, you got to find out if this is a pretense, are they faking it? Do they want a sideshow or is what is going on in their house? What's going on in their home? You can't do this with a mega church, but you can or you should have people assigned to them. Do you understand your prayers are not answered because you don't know what you're praying for or how to pray. This is not being taught to you. So you go run into the altar and you beg God. That's not how you do it. Well, how do you know, Miss P? Because I have been doing this for decades. And let me tell you, I have been through a lot of hills and a lot of valleys. But I know how to manifest. Because you know why? Because I have a relationship. Having a relationship with someone, think about when you first met your girlfriend or your boyfriend and you couldn't wait to call them. Sometimes you just sit on the phone and just listen to their voice. That was a relationship. How about when you go and you have to go take care of your business and you may have to travel, but you you still con- you contacted them. Every break you had, that's a relationship. So you, you go to the altar, it was just not terrible, but then go sit back. And listen to what the pastor's telling you. When you have a relationship, you should carry the prayer home to your secret place. Other religions have a altar. They have a whole room. They have a place where they say, this is where I worship other gods. But Christians don't even have that. Where's your room? You have a man cage for football. But where is your special area? Do you have an altar? You don't have to have nothing but a little space, a Bible, and you don't have to have that. This is a place that you know that nobody can come and bother you. And a lot of people said the closet. A lot of people did the prayer in the closet. That's where I started at because that's your little old confined space. And I just started talking to God and seeing Here go the key. You go to the altar and the preacher, oh, excuse me. When you go to church, the preacher is preaching about constant sin. You feel so dirty because you know what you did with John Boy or Sally Sue. And you just, a lot of times, you just say, I got to go to this altar and cry out. It's not necessary. And the preacher just don't understand when I get on this sin, they just be doing this and they doing this and they falling out. You know why? Preachers, listen up. Because you're preaching about sin all day long or that all morning or afternoon. And what happens is that sin seed manifests in your congregation. 
You have a house of sin. Everybody is sinning according to the way you are talking about sin because that's your full focus. And then you weep what you sow. Sin, 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 sin. You're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. No. When they come to the church, you literally should be preaching the good news. Now, I will go ahead and tell you the bad news because I'm trying to point you out how to flip it over to the good news, which is the gospel. And they don't know how to pray. If you take the time to teach them how to pray, you will be surprised that you you don't have the whole congregation running down to the altar. The new people that you may look at and say, oh, what does she have on today? Or she don't look right and whatever. When people first come into the church, especially during a pandemic, they just falling out saying, just show me. They don't know better. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't concentrate on what they have. They are wearing because they're going to come in there and they're going to dress the way they are. What they know. You understand? Don't look at them because they got a whole bunch of tattoos. I don't want you to be deceived and fooled. Young ladies, when you go to church, because the deacon and whatever you want to call them be standing up there and you just think, oh, my God, he can pray. He can. Don't believe the hype. Let me tell you something. When you have a relationship with God and you learn how to go to him and have an intimacy, build your own altar somewhere. Get a private room. I have seen other religions watching HGTV. I love it. And I see those who worship other gods. And they'll say, oh, I, oh my goodness, look at this little room. And they might say, this is good for an office, the realtor. And they'll say, oh, no, this is going to be my room, my sanctuary. This is going to be my meditation room. You don't hear Christians saying it. They think that everything is running to the altar. And when a pandemic came, some people, especially the older generation, didn't know what to do. They literally did not know what to do. You know why? They felt like if I can't get to the altar, I can't get to God. Let me tell you something. Don't ever let nobody tell you that. Just like when Jesus had healed somebody on a Sabbath day, they looked at him, the religious sectors, and they was like, how dare you? How could you do that? And it's the Sabbath. He looked at them and said, I am the Sabbath. Do you understand? You're not Jesus, but he came here to show you the way you're supposed to be acting, the way you're supposed to be. I can go deeper than that, but some of y'all are not ready for that. Hello? People tell you, you know, you ain't no good because you don't go to church. I have had people sit up there to buy. I go to church Wednesday and I go to church this. I joined every, everything that they had. I was on a choir. I mean, I literally was in a children's church. I was doing this and I'm looking at that person. I said, okay, that's good. That's good because you know why they think all of that is God. They ain't got nothing to do with God. You are volunteering your time. You are giving, that's another way of paying your tithes. You, it's beautiful that you can give that time up. But a lot of y'all are doing it for the wrong reason. That's not, not going to make you get closer to God. It's good that you helping the pastor and all of that. But let me tell you something. You need to know him for yourself. Listen to this. You don't believe me? Let's see what Jesus said. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say unto you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. When you believe in something, here go, here we go. Write this down. He's saying, be living in it. You understand? Live it. 
You ever hear, hear them say in the business community, fake it till you make it? Other words, when you feel that you are prosperity, you will manifest that prosperity. Okay, let's come off of us prosperity. Maybe you stressed out. You're going through all kinds of stuff in your house. When you pray to God and you come and you bring it to him and you got your own sanctuary, your own little room, and you ask him for something, you got to believe, okay, it's already done. So you don't need to keep going back to the oven and open it up to see if the cake is full done. Get what I'm saying? You have to close that oven door. No, in the time allowed, allotted, it will manifest. Suppose those of you who have children, you actually told one of them, okay, you're going to get a bicycle. I'm going to give you a bicycle for your birthday. Okay. And depending upon your relationship with your kids, they're going to say, oh, good. Oh, my, my mom going to get me a bicycle, whatever. And you said it. That's it. Now their birthday is coming up say in May, and then you told them, this, told them this in September. Now, what happens if they come to you every week and say, Mom, you said you were going to give me a bicycle. Where's my bicycle? Mom, you said you are going to give me a bicycle. Do you understand how you will feel as a parent? Let me give you another illustration. Suppose you turned around and you brought some food home. You went and you shopped and you did all of this and you put it on the counter and the kids help you bring the bags upstairs. And then you said, put it in the refrigerator. The refrigerator is over. You know, it's just overly full with food. And then your one of your kids look up and say, I'm hungry. Where's the food? You look and you say, uh-uh, something's going on with little Raheen or Charlie. You said, what do you mean with the food? This is how God feels when he blessed you and he put everything in front of you. And then you say, I'm not blessed. Say, then you open the refrigerator and see it. How many times do you have to tell your little ones, I said I'm going to buy you a bike in May, September, October, November. You coming to me every week, ask for the bike. This is how God feels when you go to the altar and you talk about the same thing over and over Everybody give birth, if you know anything about manifestation, go back in my episodes, a certain time. A human give birth a certain time of nine months. Then you have those who literally have the baby prematurely. This is where preparation comes in. During the time that God is going to allow the manifestation to take place, you have to be in preparation. A lot of you say, I want wealth. Then you know how many people won the lottery and the lottery, the money choked them. You have to prepare yourself. Believe in whatever things that you want. What you ask God for is believing. You have to play the part of that movie or play that you want. I'm not saying put your head up and act uppity. What I'm saying, if you want that job, if you got your eyes on a promotion, Dress and act like you already got it. Well, Miss P, I don't understand. You know, I live in the projects. I lived in the projects, so I do understand. Well, Miss P, I live in a project. And I mean, I want a home. Well, clean your project apartment up. Clean it up. Make it look like it's a house. When people come into your apartment, they should feel like this is your house. You understand what I'm saying? You have to 
Beloved. Do you understand? I just gave you, I gave you something really good there. Go back and rewind the tape. Be livid. You understand what I'm saying? It's like a car. Oh, I want a Mercedes Benz. We teach our kids to have the best, but you're not preparing them. You want them to be good in money? Get a piggy bank. Start out with that. I don't think y'all getting it. Why you want a Mercedes Benz and you can't even, you just throw your bike in the street. You come home and just throw it down. Wash that bike. Teach your child to wash that bike, clean that bike, shine that bike. I'm telling you, as if it was a car, when they get 18 or 20 or whatever, you can just turn around and say, here, go to the car. Here, I'm going to bring, give you this car. Well, mom, I don't want your car. I don't want no no Ford. I don't want that. I, I mean, I want a Mercedes. And explain to them, yes, you're going to manifest that Mercedes, but it's what you do right now. Take an old car. Go to the store, get the new freshener, new car air freshener, put it in that car, clean that car, shine that car. People will see my car. I love old cars. And people will say, oh, my God, anybody got in my car, they would be like, oh, you know, your car is, oh, my goodness, it smells good. It's not, you know what I'm saying? It looks good. No, I'm not going to have in my trunk a whole bunch of stuff. No, I'm not going to have in my, this is another thing. I once heard somebody say that they pulled up, up this girl they was interested in. When she lifted up her trunk, it was so much stuff, chaos, and all that. She even had some underclothes in there. And I'm not talking about clean. And yes, I'm being raw. I'm trying to tell you your socks, your sanitary stuff, you understand, should not be in the back. Your laundry, your dirty laundry should not be in the back of your trunk and some people go into the laundry mac and whatever they have they feel like they have a reason oh i forgot to do laundry and then other stuff y'all understand where i'm coming from those of you who know you know you from the street you from the hood you know what i mean and he said because of that he didn't want to have nothing to do with her he didn't even start a real relationship i'm telling you it's just like your home when a person go to your home they should not turn around and say oh my god it smells in here. It's dirty. I don't care if you live in a hunt, a tent. You should clean it. You should make that environment. I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. You should make that environment, environment where you literally, literally preparing for your promised land. I remember years ago living in New York. We used to get the old abandoned buildings and I was real young and uh, my older friends or siblings and all of them, they would go and they get a condemned building. It'd be like just one room and we would, our job was to sweep it, fix it up and we would burn incense in it. It would smell so good and we go get some curtains or material, something that our parents didn't want. And we would literally fix up that particular area. And I didn't know that was the beginning of me organizing stuff. I haven't had a home where you can't go in there and look and say, oh my God. No, my family can attest to that. They come over to my house only when something is not right or whatever. Do and I hate to say it. Some people don't only visit family when it's a funeral. That's sad, right? But those who come in my house... They say, wow, and I am famous for moving a lot. Literally, they'll say, oh, wow, they, I get a compliment. I get compliments. My mother used to say, oh, my goodness, every place you move, it is nice. You should, you can, if I can take back then, if we could take a condemned little space and make it like when you walk in there and it just smells so good, it is, it looks good. 
that was the beginning of me. God was showing me something about organizing. And then you can organize. And then I my, my calling really is to get your spirit organized, to get you prepared to walk in your promised land, to be in your promised land. So now I'm talking about prayer. I'm trying to tell you something. Believe in what it is that you want. Fix up your house. You have no excuse. We did this to a little old place. People could do that to their tent. They can do that in, um, you ever seen small homes on HGTV? They take those small homes and you go in there, you think they're in a mansion. Know what you want. Know everybody, you don't want to manifest what your neighbor manifesting. You understand what I'm saying? Your neighbor got a husband. No, no, you don't want her husband. You want your own husband. Live like you are a married, virtuous woman. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is why I have talked to so many people and they say, oh, oh my God, when I met him or when I met her, I was so busy doing whatever me. I wasn't trying to hook up or marry nobody. Hello, then the first one to get a man or get a woman. You know why? Because they literally consciously walked around as if everything else was all right and in place. But when you walk around and everything is broken, in prayer, you can't walk around and pray and then get up and go out of your prayer closet and say, ah, you know what? Guess what? God is still broken. And that's when your prayers become begging. You start begging God. Remember, he said, whatever you ask when you pray, believe it. I'm telling you, the secret is believe it. And I know that this is going on and on, but I'm not going to a two, a part two in this. I got to get this out here because y'all need to know how to pray because you know what? God is tired of y'all going to him talking about my prayers ain't answered my prayer. Yeah, complaining about it. You don't know how to manifest. That's why when laws of attraction came out, more people went to laws of attraction than anything in the church. And then you heard the church talking about one time Christianity. Oh, that's a curse. That's the devil. Everything that's good, the church, you know, is called the devil. And then all of a sudden now, yeah, I believe in laws of attraction. Now, you know why? The pastor didn't tell you that he was walking in law of attraction. That's why the pastor just prosper and prosper and prosper and prosper. Hello? There's nothing wrong with that because if you know your highest source, he said, I shall reward you, those who diligently seek me. How do you see God? How do you get up and you, when you first get into a relationship, do you, when you get up in the morning, you call your boyfriend or you call your girlfriend at nighttime before you go to bed, you can't wait to talk to them. Seeking God is the same way. Go to your little prayer closet, your sanctuary, your spot. See, you know something about prayer. Yeah. You basically have to go. Now you say, Miss Pina, okay, okay, I'm going to get a special room. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get a special room. I hear you. I'm going to get a special room. I'm going to tell my kids, this is my little sanctuary. This is my prayer. Now, what do I do? You shut the door. You understand what I'm saying? You shut the door. Okay. Y'all don't believe me? Let's go to the manufacturer. Matthew 6, 6. You hear me? But thou, when thy prayers enter into the closet, and when thou hast shut thy doors, pray to thy father, which is in secret. And thy father, which sees in secret, shall reward thee openly. You know what he said? Close the, he said, you know, go in, shut the closet. And let me tell you, when I first, I first really started a relationship, 
well, my father God, I used to go run in my closet, but it wasn't bad. I thought it was, you know, I said, well, that that's what they mean. No, 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 that's what the Bible, let me tell you, let me tell you a secret. He's saying close the door is closing your five senses. Okay, I just gave a whole bunch of pastors a sermon script for next week. <laughs> yes, shut your senses. That means you, you don't want to hear what Sally told you last week. You don't want to hear what my Lika told you last month. You don't want to hear what the teacher told you when you was in grade school that you'll never be nobody. You don't you want to shut the doors on all of those whispers that everybody told you that you could not, cannot ever be. Do you understand? And even what you heard on TV, you want to close the door that you can get a medication from the commercial that you see every five minutes when you're watching your movie. You don't want that to hear that you have to live on medication. Those things. You understand what I'm saying? You don't have to close what happened to you in the past. You was ripped, you was robbed, you were victimized, you was traumatized. Close all of that. So when you go into your special room, your special place, it can just be on your bed and you turn off the light and put on some meditation music and you just in the background and you just make sure that you prepare the environment so you can talk to God. Now, some of you said, well, Miss P, I don't have all the time to do that. I have these emergencies. I need God right now. Well, you have to go somewhere, but don't go to your job. That protocol is not right. Don't go into the bathroom of your job if you go in there, which I have prayed. But I went into my own little bathroom and I said my prayer where no one can hear it. But they didn't have to bang on the door. They didn't have to knock on the door. What you doing in there? What are you doing in there? I didn't pray where everybody can see. Let it be your personal secret place. That's the secret place. He's trying to tell you that everybody don't need to know. Everybody don't need to know. So why are you carrying the big Bible around? Why are you carrying, this is the manufacturer book, but nobody need to know. Take that little, that Bible by a little Bible and you put it in your, your purse or whatever. Nobody have to know anything. Let this be your secret between you and God. He's saying, shh. That's what he's saying. Shh. Let this be between you and him. You know why? Because God get the glory. When you go to God and you pray and you knock out all the five senses that the things that you've seen in your family, there was no good that you can't even tell nobody. You really go into the unseen world and you let you get so wrapped up in that unseen world. You close your eyes, your ear gates and everything. And you just pray. And sometimes you don't have to pray. You can groan and you can cry. Do you know God can hear you and read your groan and your cry? You understand? And I'm telling you. When he says secret place, because there's something special between you and him. Just like when your boyfriend, you first met your girlfriend or your boyfriend, you went to certain places. Did you remember that? That that every time you go past that place, certain places remind you of your ex, right? Or certain places remind you, hopefully, that boyfriend or, or girlfriend became your special someone. And literally, it's you say, oh my goodness, that park remind me. 
of that him or her. And you notice when you was in that environment, you might have been in the park with all these people, but only that little bench that you sat on is so remarkable. This is the way God wants you to remember him. Have your secret place. If you go in there and you can't say nothing but utter, he knows it. But when you walk out that closet, you don't have to keep repeating and repeating and repeating because God wants you to close that door and say, hey, this is done. Now you wait for your manifestation. Remember I said everybody had babies different times. If you keep opening the oven, that cake is not going to bake to the fullest capacity. That's why you have to prepare. If you keep playing around even in pregnancy, the first trimester is so sensitive. You could lose the baby. That's why some people, the, they have to be bed rested because the doctor said you can lose the baby because we don't need you to be doing this and this, doing that and stress and stuff. Why are you doing that? When you pray, you just literally gave God a seed that he's going to put back in you. You have to hold it, prepare it, mold it. You understand what I'm saying? And so it can manifest. Some of you just knocked down the door. I want my manifestation right now. I want a husband right now. And then you look up and you don't even have nothing to bring to the table. I want somebody to love me. And I said that the last time. No, 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 no. It don't work that way. Love yourself. When you really, really start having a relationship with God, he would teach you. It's in his word to love thyself because he said, love thy neighbor as thyself. But you can't love nobody else if you don't love yourself. You can pretend, but it's going to come out and manifest that you really do not like who you are because you're basing it on your past. You understand that in, when you leave that, when you go to the altar, you may have different things. You should have different things that you want to bring to God. But when you walk away, you should be feeling confident. Just like a child, you don't want your child to look at you and come to you for something that you said, I'm going to give you this for your birthday in May. And then they come to you every week up into May. You say, wait a minute. Did you not hear me? Did you not believe me? This is the way God feel. Bring it to the altar and trust that he heard you. Now go about the father business. Really, it is going out there and getting yourself together. Prepare yourself. You want to go to the best colleges? Don't tell me. Well, I mean, I don't have this and I can't afford this. My mother can't afford a book. The library is free. Spend your time reading the best. Prepare yourself for the tests that you, all those tests you have to take to get to college. Prepare yourself. Read ahead. It is so much you can do in preparation. That is one of your secrets. I'm going to talk about that another time. But the manifested, the recap, you must believe. You must believe it. Take your little apartment and treat it like it's a mansion. You might not want a mansion. You may say, hey, I'm satisfied with a three-bedroom house. Treat your apartment like that. Well, how can I treat it like that? And I got all these kids. And they, you should be the queen or the king of your household. And if you sit back and you tell your kids, this is the way we, I want you to do. And give them a reward for cleaning up their room. Who have the best room? And you know what? You teaching them and putting a seed in them that they are going to go forth and say, I can do better than just this room. You, you understand what I'm saying? Once you do that, manifestation will come.
a seed is going to reproduce after its own kind. So if you feel a stress, if you feel a bacon, if you feel a just going crazy because things are not going your way, that's what you're going to manifest. But how about the child who heard you the first time? Don't say anything. And they walk around and all their toys and they prepare their toys. You know what they're preparing? You got some of them would be like, you know, I'm reading about bicycles already. Because when May come, you, you can give them the, the bike because that child never complained about it. You, you see where I'm coming from? I just told some of y'all stuff that you have no idea is going to help you the rest of your life. I know you're going to thank me. And this is what I want you to know. Yes, I went on and on and on and on. I made sure that this was my longest episode because you need to know so many people got unanswered prayers. Go out there. And if you follow at least this technique, you will be surprised. Have that relationship. Have that place where you are going to go to God, whether you moan or cry. And it's going to be some, time, some things you just go to him for. And don't worry about right now you say, oh, well, you should be teaching them to go, some of you, to just ask. He said, if, he said when you ask. And eventually, when that relationship, you will find out that you don't have to do anything. God will start coming and talking to you. Hello. And then when you are manifest, when you go to him in secrecy, you will manifest. The manifestation will be on the outside. You will carry that baby and no one can, no one knows. And then when you have give birth to that baby, everybody's so happy. You're going to be happy for each manifestation. That's what is called the secret place. And if you need to know more, you know, definitely what you need. Like I said, if you need to know more, I can have one-on-one session with you. You can come into my group consultations and we will study this farther. But when you go, before you go, I want you to ask yourself, have you been relying on others to pray for you? That's like making a cake, going to your neighbor and say, here, put this in your oven and let me know when it's finished. (laughs) No. Second question, have you been praying to God in secretly? Only when you get to the altar and everybody can see it. That doesn't mean that you anointed and appointed. The anointed and appointed people, you know what? Is what they do when they are behind closed doors. Are you praying with gratitude or conviction? If you're praying because you, you oh, I did this, I did this because the pastor is all he's talking about is sin and you feel guilty, you're going to manifest more guilt. Do you believe that God answered your prayer? Are you acting out on your script to be or play the part that you want? You know, when they say fake it till you make it. Yes. Ask yourself these questions. okay? And when you ask yourself these questions, I want you to come back and tell me your testimonies. And I'm going to leave you with a quote by the old Reverend Ike. God is the presence and power within you right now. God is the mastermind working through you now. This is about today. You understand? If you allow God and you to have a relationship today, it's going to be revealed in your tomorrow manifestation. Thank you for coming to my space. This was a long, yes, I mean a long, I could have broke it up in pause, but you know what I said? I'm not even going to break it up in pause. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you this dessert. I think I snuck in some dinner. And I just want to say thank you. It was long. I'm exhausted because I was giving you revelations. And when you give 
people revelations you pulling from your own spirit i thank you for listen just going out there and sharing me on your social media remember i don't know who you know but what i want you to do i want you to go get your promised land you have no excuse now now you know how to pray and also don't let this be an opportunity that you miss by buying Spiritology on Amazon or you can get the ACX and you can just listen to it. With that being said, I'm not even going to go into the new because I am in the process of making, creating a book, a two books before the summer is out. And I won't even tell you about it, okay? But school is coming. And I need you also to go ahead and Amazon, pick up Axe Jalen. It's about stopping bullying and befriending if you want more of me you can get me through counseling you can come to my group studies and i do believe that also you can go and subscribe to my um what do you call that newsletters look at my blogs that's really what's new i said i didn't have nothing but it's there and lastly remember if loving yourself is right you don't want to be wrong